Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're in the book of Mark, chapter 11 again, and we'll be backing up a little bit to overlap with what Pastor Jim taught last week. This week, Pastor Jim takes us through verses 22 through 26. Last week, we listened to Jesus teach a lesson to the disciples from the withered fig tree, which he had previously cursed. The lesson included multiple things. God's rejection of Israel because of Israel's rejection of God, faith, prayer, and the lesson on prayer connected then to the topic of forgiveness. Pastor Jim will park here again this week because there's more gold to be mined in this spot before we move on. We hope you'll be joining us every day to be edified by all that is here. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Prayer and Faith. The book of Mark is our venue. I'm pretty sure that when J. Vernon McGee does his ministry that he still does 25 years after he died, 30 years after he died, of uh, going through the Bible books on the daily radio program, I'm pretty sure he calls it Marching Through Mark. And we are marching. We've marched up to the last week of the life of Jesus. It takes up six chapters in Mark, which is not a surprise. It takes up uh, about a third of all four of the Gospels. We know that Jesus entered Jerusalem in what we call the triumphal entry. That night, he went into the outer court of the temple. He, he looked around. Uh, it wasn't that he was trying to discover something. He was casing the joint for what he was going to do the next day. Next morning, after they'd gone and spent the night around in Bethany, two miles away, At the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, he and the twelve headed back into the city. Along the way, Jesus was hungry. He saw a fig tree and leaf, and that meant there should be fruit on it. And he went up and there looked, and there there was no fruit. And Jesus cursed the fig tree, and instantly the fig tree was totally withered. And I'm sure the disciples were pretty curious about that. He didn't say a word. He just said, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. Talk to the tree. Headed off, went into Jerusalem. That day he cleared the temple, and there was obviously to be a connection between his cursing of the fig tree and his clearing out of the money changers and the animal sellers that were turning the house of prayer into a robber's den. He was showing God's judgment on that whole apostate religious system. Uh, People often call that the cleansing of the temple. He didn't cleanse it. It was back to business as usual within the next couple of days probably. And and there they were holding the meetings to, to murder the Messiah. It wasn't a cleansing. It was a picture of the judgment that would come. And sure enough, in AD 70, that whole temple was destroyed. Well, they went back to Bethany again that night. He did that every night during that week. And then the next morning, they were on their way into the city, and he stopped at the cursed and withered fig tree. And this time, he did talk. This time, he gave a lesson to uh, the twelve about prayer. And it's very obvious that it's 
only, <laughs> it was only for the twelve in contrast to what he was saying to everybody in the temple during the days of that week. This was something very specific for them, uh, for them and obviously it's for us because it is recorded in God's Word for us to learn from. But the, the obvious question that we've answered in our last couple of studies is, why then? Why a lesson on prayer? We can see how it fits into the Sermon on the Mount. We can see how it fits into several of His other discourses and uh, parables. But why there? All these momentous, prophecy-fulfilling things going on. And He stops off and gives this lesson on prayer. Well, it was because of the need of the twelve. He'd been training them for about a year. And even though they didn't fully understand it all yet, the fact is they had only two or three more days with their beloved Lord before their lives were going to be turned upside down and changed forever when He went to the cross and then He would go into the grave and then He would rise again and then they would see Him again and they would ascend to the Father and they were going to have to do a world-changing ministry without Jesus present. In other words, they really needed prayer and they needed to learn how to pray. So we got into this section. We sort of started last time, and then we ran into the end of our service. So I promised that this week we would focus just on this lesson on prayer and faith, or faithful prayer, or praying in faith. So Mark 11, 22 through 26, we can break it down this way. Prayer and faith has to do with these five points. Remember who God is, Remember whoever, tell you what that means when we get there, remember to ask, remember who you are, and then I can't resist because not everything on prayer is here, remember other things, and I'll try to wrap that up for you. But first of all, remember who God is. Now, this is the morning after the day that Jesus cleared the temple. The primary command is in verse 22, but I want to read to you starting at verse 20. As they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots up. Being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, saying to them, have faith in God. Now, there is the main command for prayer. God, have faith in God. Now, realize this whole lesson was triggered by them seeing the evidence of the power of God left over from what Jesus had done the day before. They were reminded when they saw the fig tree. And there is a principle that's going to help you with praying right in that very thing that this was all triggered by them being reminded of a demonstration of the power of God. The principle is that your prayer life will never be stronger than your knowledge of the mighty deeds of God recorded in Scripture. You can't be reminded of what you don't know. You need to know those things. Listen to sermons. Read books about God and about His Word. Uh, Most importantly, feed your own soul from God's Word as the most tenacious habit of self-discipline that you have. Why? Because the command is have faith in God. If you don't know who He is, 
if you don't know his track record, if you don't know the revelation of his will, then your faith is going to be weak. And faith in God is the absolute essential bedrock upon which your prayer life needs to be built. Now, believing or having faith, that means that your prayer is always God-oriented. So, you don't despair if you don't see immediate results because you have faith, you have trust, you're waiting on Him. Faith remains in uninterrupted contact with God and therefore faithful prayer keeps praying fervently. Faith knows that God does things on His own timeline and in His own ways. Faith does not question what God has revealed. Faith continues to obey what God has revealed. Faith says, I trust you, Father. The prayer of faith is not motivated by selfish, sinful desires. True faith in prayer never wants to tempt God. True faith asks for what God wants. It asks for what will glorify God. And it's it's therefore, you praying is part of the process of anything that God chooses to do, even if it seems impossible, you get to be part of it. Remember what we've read about moving mountains? We're going to see it again today. You get to be part of that as you join in in praying for that which will glorify God. James chapter 4 verse 3 kind of talks about the flip side of that, the wrong way. He says, you ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. God did not give you the gift of prayer, the privilege to, uh, to pray for your convenience for your pleasures, for your wants, for your comfort. God gives you the gift of prayer for your communion with Him, for your relationship with Him, for you to be demonstrating your trust in His faithfulness. Now, I've read James 4.3. I believe James 4.3. I also know you can't avoid mixing in your own desires when you talk to God, it would be silly to think that you could because the truth is you only have your perspective. You only live your life. You only see what you can see. You don't see the other 19 points of view, you don't, the other uh, things that are going on that may be in play there. And you have a, a perspective that is always tainted by your own finiteness compared to His infinitude. Your uh, perspective is always tainted by your sinfulness compared to His perfect holiness. So, yeah, you'll never pray perfectly. I get that. But faith in God wants what God deems best and what will glorify Him. Oh, and by the way, in one of His other passages teaching on prayer, He says, your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Okay? So he's the only one, I said it many times, he's the only one that you can pray and try to say it and try to, try to lay it out and then you can say, oh, t- you know what I mean. He's the only one you can say that to, whoever really does, like nobody else. So remember who God is. That's the basis of prayer. Have faith in God. Now, remember whoever. There's a very important point here. Verse 23. 
Mark 11, 23. Jesus says, Truly I say to you... If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.